2: Come
0: call call, call. come
3: on, come coat ham, on, come
4: on, come on, come on, come on, come woo 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 woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh what's up everybody welcome it is wednesday afternoon i'm guy that's john it's our youtube channel and our podcast glad you're here hit that subscribe
4: i've had a button. child uh i've developed a construction company i've been busy <laughs> so you know it's just it's been it's july guys it's <laughs> <Since, since> july
3: <laughs> and the child is now six <laughs> yeah uh you know i was i left niner's practice today middle coffee after answering all the questions about where's cough, Uh thinking, I don't think there's ever been a player in the NFL like Kyle Juszczyk, you know, man? <laughs> How many fullbacks hold on kick on field goal attempts? Juice does. I don't know if you saw. I didn't see the whole top 100 is not let out yet, but, like, the first 10 or 15 are out. Juice looks like a bullshit bump from the list, it appears. Two is on there. Yeah,
4: Justin Fields hired Trevor Lawrence. I mean that that list has been, uh, I I would say, relegated to irrelevancy years ago. Not, Not years ago. this year. Just yeah. was on uh, last year. One hundred. That was legit. I'm just saying in general, it's just it's never really. There have been some rankings even much higher that are a little outrageous. Odell yeah, Beckham true. held on to that thing for a long time. DeAndre Hopkins. It, 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 it has like an NBA feel to it. You know, it's like if people acted like Carmelo was still one of the greatest players of all time and it's like the guys that getting cut, you know, it's just I, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty stupid. I thought it was stupid for a long time. Like you check goes to the Pro Bowl every year. Like if you go to the like, if you're a legit player, like I don't really care where you are on that fucking list. I, no one asked really for the most part. I don't want my players, you know, ranking the other players. No no offense to them. Some I mean, they're, they don't want some are good. good
3: voting is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's It's a player vote. Right, Right. and you're saying you don't want your guys doing the vote distraction,
4: but 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 half of them don't even take it that seriously. So it's like some people take it seriously, some people don't, some people fuck around. You know, I I think you could. I think it would be much more fascinating if you got every personnel department in the league to maybe hand in their top 75 players, and then you know just kind of figure it out from there. And and, you you know, when you factor in some of the guys missing, you'd be able to put together a top 100. I, I I think that would make the rounds. Be pretty explosive content.
3: Absolutely, right? I mean it's kind of like like what Mike Sando does, but on a bigger scale without explanations, just ranks,
4: he just ranks, right, exactly, just number. And then you could get, you know, like uh, <laughs> let's go to Cam Hayward talking about T.J. Watt. You know, he's like craziest motherfucker I've ever seen. You cannot block this guy. You know, you know when they go into the it, yeah, Juice Checks always gets a lot. Like the videos of the players talking about it then would be sweet.
3: Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some stuff. Some of the news. Uh, no, Nick Bosa today, John. Day one of Bosa watch. He was not there. Uh, Brock Purdy not practice day one of Niners practice. He will be there on uh, Wednesday, on Thursday and Friday throwing the football. Two days, one off. And um, yeah, how you want to start? You want you anything you want. Well, to what's know? What, what? What would you say?
4: Yesterday was an enormous day in terms of Niners headlines. Right, going around the league. Uh, mainly with those two guys, what would you say the biggest story that Kyle and John hit on? Was it Nick Bosa just being MIA or was it Brock Purdy not going on,
3: physically unable to perform? I think being ready to roll Brock. I think Brock, being ready to roll and being quote unquote, like ahead of schedule and the context of it, which is he's actually like, he is good to go. We are continuing on the plan that we had for him. And we're going to continue on that plan but he's actually been kind of preemptively cleared and um, he's good to go for practice. So that like, he's not practicing every day, but when he does practice, he can do what everybody else can do.
4: Well, to me, it's twofold, right? They, the doctor that they went to, which I guess anyone that had a quote unquote major elbow surgery would probably tend to go to a baseball doctor in modern day times, made the right decision. Meister. As we sit here on July 26th, I mean, we'll see, like you've got a, There are there going to be any setbacks? Is it going to be full go? When can he go a whole week? Is he ready for week one still? I mean, there still are some unknowns. But as we sit here today, made 100% the right decision going no Tommy John. And as John Lynch said, having the stones to delay it because there was a lot of pressure. And everyone's like, let's just take a deep breath. right? Let's just take a second and let the swelling go down. Because that was like, why don't they just cut the goddamn arm right now? For sure. And he did it. Yeah. And then, two, that the timeline, it feels like he's way ahead of schedule. Like, I didn't expect him. Wouldn't you say that most people acted like he was going to not be ready for week one? I think that was kind of the assumption of, like, there's a decent chance that Trey or Sam's going to be able to start early in the season, potentially. And that starting court, like, what you will witness today at practice is a backup quarterback battle for, right. for week one. Yeah. Like, who is the guy that, if something were to happen, goes right in? And I think big picture, we'll get into Trey, like, is Trey fighting for a spot on the team? Like, if he does not win the backup quarterback job, is he a lock to be on the roster week one? I I still think that is a conversation now that we know Purdy is healthy. I I don't think he's a lock to be on the team. Assuming Purdy has no setbacks and is the week one starter, and then the hypothetical that he does not win the backup job, I I do think that comes into play financially because they got – a large amount of money headed to number 97. And just just the way, this is a business. This isn't Madden. Yeah, he's
3: fifth on the team. His cap hit. is fifth on the team this year, trades. Um And Kyle's actions and words uh, have matched on Brandon Allen. He like, he's he got four quarterbacks he likes. Right. Wasn't, so they, he a, wasn't he asked today, like, why is he still around? He's like, because we like him. Because we, we, like. <laughs> we don't get rid of players we like.
4: That's what he said, because we don't get rid of players we like. He mentioned it to Kawakami, too. Like, I, I don't think it's random. I mean, you noticed it in OTAs they clearly like this player, right? Yeah. And they've shown now, I know they cut Sudfeld, but that was clearly a numbers game once Brock, they they liked Sudfeld. Like they, it's pretty clear when they like, especially at this position, right? Because it's easy with position groups. They can kind of fudge. Like they're pretty open where you stand at quarterback. And I think, I think they're
3: pretty high on the group as a whole. But well, like, John, I think they view themselves as four NFL quarterbacks. You've been in camps. There's not that many snaps. And once Brock comes back, like on Thursday, there's really not that many snaps. You're not just giving a fourth quarterback snaps f- for the hell of it, right? No. Like when you have two guys splitting number two reps, or in this case, number one reps today, and you have Brock getting the number one reps, there's not that many snaps if you're av- if there's truly like a backup quarterback battle. You know, you're not going one quarterback gets big, then it, it decreases as you go down. If number two and number three are splitting reps, and you have a number one quarterback, then you don't really want to give a number four quarterback snaps. Just so you obviously like the guy if you're given a number four quarterback snaps. Like your can't your OTA camp arms don't just roll in and get snaps in training camp.
4: One question I have, and I stumbled upon this on YouTube earlier today, was Chris Sims and Florio talking. Because once you know, yesterday when the with the headline of Purdy's good, like he's the starter, right? When healthy. Chris kind of just acted and, and, you know, he always tries to kind of play the fence of, listen, he's my close buddy, but these are my opinions, you know, but it's always like, yeah, like you're really close. You guys share a tattoo. Like I, I know the way any human being talks to their close friend, if they were in that position would be like, if you had the audio of those two talking over the last five years, it ever got out, Kyle would be fucked because the way he would probably crush coaches, crush players. Do you believe it's because he I said again, like the leader in the clubhouse and practice hadn't started like he was adamant it was Sam Darnold. And I just don't think he's pulling that out of his ass because he's not going to the practice. So this is what Kyle believes. Is there a true competition or it, do you feel like Sam is? I, I know not from what you're seeing, but like I think a lot of people on the outside feel like Sam Darnold going to be the backup quarterback.
3: I know. And what's crazy to me is it does not match what I'm seeing.
4: And that's where I would go. I don't know if it really matters that much.
3: Maybe. Well, I mean, once the reps change, then you have to start right. Like until the until as long as Trey and Sam are getting an equal amount of reps and getting alternate opportunities with ones or twos or whatever, then you have to believe that there is there is some quote unquote that it's not a predetermined competition. And as long as that occurs, I will evaluate it based on what I see. And Trey Lance. If you just went to a practice and knew nothing, you are far more likely to come away from that practice asking what's up with number five than asking what's up with number 14. Trey misses some throws no more than Sam does. Sam's arm is good. No better than Trey's is. I thought Trey moved to Trey throw a spiral. He threw one today right through Danny Gray. I think got his hands up late. He threw one today over the middle, right through Danny Gray's hands. Now, I was very curious. There's been a lot of talk about a lot of breakdowns of Trey's motion, right? And we can break it down, but the fact is his motion is tighter than Sam Darnold's or Brandon Allen's. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan's sitting in the decision room going, all right, guys, let's break the tie. Sam or Trey. Well, Trey does have a quicker release. It's fast, right? All these, for the most part, all these guys, it's quick enough. Trey tightened his up. I thought it showed. But, like, there was one play today in practice that really stood out to me because the big question for me with Trey is it's great to tighten it up when you're making a Jeff Christensen hype video. Do you tighten it up on your third read when you really got to get the ball from your hand to that receiver very quickly? And today on one, like, third read, it came out kind of like a knuckle. So, you know, I, that that is TBD. How quickly the ball think, I, I already,
4: Honestly, Guy, I don't think it's TBD. It's imp- humanly, physically – impossible to have an overnight change. We can look at every sport forever, whether it's baseball, whether it's the golf swing, whether it's the baseball swing, whether it's emotion, nothing happens. Muscle memory immediately. With basketball stuff, shooting motions, and I would say historically, Sam's release, like you said, is not great. It's very loopy, Yeah, like Trey's original one, but you usually resort to muscle memory under pressure, and playing quarterback, unlike in training camp, where it's still kind of manipulated, especially today when they're not on pads. But just the game situation is definitely pressure, right? It's why you know if you follow golf, so many guys that make swing changes go, "I'm, you're not seeing the results, but I'm feeling it. It's yeah. still going all over the place." Yep. Baseball swing, it all looks those worse guys first
3: before it looks better, maybe. <clears throat>
4: The the Justin Turner, Josh Donaldson, when they change like that step motion, remember you like, it takes some time. So it's it, and there's no guarantee that it's ever going to stick. It's very rare. I would say it's more I would say it's it more often clicks with a golf swing or a baseball swing than it ever does. You watch a guy like, completely different, right? The, most people throw like they yeah, throw I mean, since a you young can, career. A batter Rogers
3: held his ball here. But his release never really changed. A batter can go into the cage for three hours and face 95-mile-an-hour fastballs, right? Like, you can simulate baseball better than you can simulate football, right? A golfer can, well, can simulate you, golf better than a football player can simulate football. Like, real. You,
4: football. Can simu- you can simulate every sport, really, except football. When you factor in the pads, when you factor on the amount of people on a field, when you factor in the the impact of schemes, like, there's just – you can just run a pick you can play two on two and run a pick and roll exactly like it would be in an NBA game, or I can face Justin Verlander in a in a bullpen session where I stand in there where he's throwing exactly like he'd be throwing on the mound. Like I, I can't like today, I'm sorry, is nothing like he'll even face in a live drill against the Raiders, let alone a preseason game, right? right? Let alone a regular season game.
3: Yeah, that's true. I'm just here to tell you that Sam Darnold looks no better than Trey Lance. And, you know, you and I love being body language doctors. I think Trey looks as comfortable as I've seen him look in a 49ers practice in terms of just if you watched him, you would think by just the way the drills operate, the way he moves, kind of its confidence. Part of it's his size, the whole thing. But he moves. He looks like QB1. Like, it, like he just has that kind of feel to him as the practice unfolds. He does. Now, maybe Sam, you know, it's like that's so subjective what I just said. Um, he just looked in control and comfortable to me. And there have been times when I didn't think he looked in control and comfortable. He made a great throw. You know, I, I, the one thing I don't like, I was thinking about this today, Um, the quarterback stats, like the camp stats, completions versus incompletions. Uh, one thing it doesn't factor in is, I think sometimes a guy misses a throw and I go, oh, that was an okay miss. And today, Debo, uh, Trey had one of those. Debo was coming kind of across and deep towards the sideline. Defender on his back. Not a lot of separation with Debo on these deep throws. Um, not, He's uh, not a deep threat. He's a short threat that goes deep. Well, they throw him a few downfield, I feel like, in practice just to make him happy. But this was kind of coming across the field. Fred Warner, like, just racing back, running with Debo underneath. Trey goes over the top. Fred's right there in front of Debo. Just gets it over, over Fred Warner's hand. Just gets it over Fred Warner's hand, but it just off of Debo's fingertip. And that's an incompletion. But to me, it was like he gave his guy, that was as good as you could have done it. He was only his guy was going to get it. It was perfectly out of Fred Warner's reach, but on Debo's hand. It was a great throw. Uh, Brandon Allen today, there's only a handful of downfield throws to kind of get everybody's attention. Missed Tay Martin by eight feet long and seven feet wide. Yeah. (laughs) Um... And then here's the play of the day, Middle Everyone's gonna tell you if you read a practice report that the play of the day was Sam Darnold going deep down the right sideline to Danny Gray, and your boy, Talanoa Mufunga, coming over. I mean, little contact <laughs> and breaking the play up. And it was a great play. To me, what really mattered about that play, Danny Gray smoked ambry thomas off the line of scrimmage like what well, like i asked Kyle about danny gray he actually said something about Hufunga, and he said you know i gotta watch that play again i don't think the ball was late i think we looked him off i don't know how funga got over there and i don't know how danny gray got open because danny gray got open well i was watching danny gray so i don't know if sam looked him off but i watched danny gray and ambry thomas on that rep and danny gray just gave him the ai crossover and was gone and really he could have been further past him if the ball was further out so You know, good play by Hufunga. I wish I could tell you I knew exactly whether or not Darnold underthrew it a little bit. But I think he might have based on how much Danny Gray initially beat Ambry Thomas by. So that was promising because I think, you know, Danny Gray, Niners have a history of year two guys taking big jumps. Kendrick Bourne did it. Juwan Jennings obviously did it. You kind of started slow, but then he did it. This is Danny Gray's year two. Like what, you know, what's he going to do? Kyle said afterwards he needs him to be more consistent. So I thought that was a big play, but because it was, you know, Hufunga, I already know Hufunga can do that, right? Yeah. But can Danny Gray be that specialty downfield guy? So there was. was I would
4: say they're going to need Danny Gray, probably less Danny Gray, but you get injuries over the season and Drake Jackson to kind of take some incremental steps here, right?
3: I think they need Drake more.
1: For sure, yeah.
4: but it's like it, it really is a game changer when you have a legit deep threat. And I think did Kyle mention that in the? Maybe I did hear your question. Like it's like that's what he was drafted to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's you draft fast guys to run fast, and I'll give him credit. And like everyone that watched him last year play on special teams, so he shows some toughness. I think a lot of times with those pure speed guys, it's like ah. Eh, you know, if you're not Deshaun Jackson, like, what else are you bringing to the table? And if he's going to play tough, which is, remember, part of the reason they liked him, because he, like, after the catch, could break tackles. I think the question mark is just the hands, uh, yep. which is a question mark on a lot of receivers. Like, most guys are not Brandon Ayuk, right? Don't have oh, what bro. you would consider high-end hands. Or even, I would say, Kittle. I'd say Debo, too, in the games has proven that. Jennings in games. Yeah, I would say their guys as a whole, I-, I would say, pretty reliable. I mean, every... You're gonna have some drops, right? But the dro- drops are weird because I remember Amari had drops, but it's like God, I think Amari's got pretty good hands. But it was more like I saw Amari yesterday, he's already hurt. It's like, is he really hurt? Or is he like fuck it? I'm not really into this. What a bizarre player. Browns? But no. Uh Browns, yeah. yeah. Uh, somewhere the you know I- Cowboys Browns. Yeah. Or did he go? I think, go somewhere I think he's on the Browns. Yeah, I think he's on the Browns.
3: Um uh Ayuk made an incredible catch today. And Jennings made an incredible catch today. Like good, that did jump. Ayuk just gets so high, man. He's so long. Um, yeah, no, they're good. I,
4: w- one take I have yeah. on the holdout, it's weird. Right? It's there are certain holdouts, Nick Bosa, right? That that feel like a holdout, and I would say Chris Jones. Like may, I make nineteen five, I want thirty. Like Donald, like that's a legit. Like you got to figure something out, right? You're under contract. We weren't planning on giving you a huge contract. We were hoping you'd just play another year on nineteen five, and then we'd maybe figure it out after the season. Or Zach Martin was just like, oh, we got this one of the greatest guards in the history of the league. He's been on our team. He's an eight-time All-Pro. He's like, fuck this. I'm not playing for $7 million. Like Those are legit holdouts. And then there are guys that just need a new contract that everyone knew about that was the elephant in the room all offseason, like this guy. And I would say, in our adult life, from the Harbaugh core guys... From Bowman to Willis to Frank Gore to Vernon Davis to Joe Staley. They extended them all, right? Kaepernick fell under there, too. They will extend every player. And this group of guys, Kittle, Fred, Debo are good examples. They will extend every player at a pretty high premium. And it will be very lucrative for both sides, right? It will be a good deal for the team, but also, like, the players making a lot of money. But they are not Jerry Jones just giving you a blank check and saying, how much are you getting? They know, and I've I've talked to people in that that are part of this negotiation. They knew this guy was going to get a stupid amount of money before last season. The guy shot to the moon, right? This it was clear if you'd been around the Niners how fucking good this guy is. But to me, they get to like last year with Debo. They knew they weren't getting him for thirty million, especially once the other guys talked. But they weren't just going to hand him sixty guaranteed. So maybe they start at fifty. He starts at sixty-eight. And then you end up meeting somewhere.
3: And also, they want to make a point. That's a negotiation. They wanted to make a point during that negotiation too, right? About the way players who get paid this level of money are expected to behave. He probably is. He
4: was probably more. This guy falls. To me, Nick falls under more like George Kittle. Yeah. Prepares is like, like better
3: word than behave. but
4: yeah. Like George, you don't worry about conditioning. You know he's a war daddy. He's an elite player. But it's like this is still a business in negotiation. Like this is not fantasy football. This is not Madden. Like there's are real numbers that impact the cap, and he's not a quarterback, but clearly he's I would say non quarterback. He's a top seven eight player in the NFL, right? And he can have he can have a month stretch where you can be like, is this the best non quarterback in the NFL? And he did last year, but like they're gonna negotiate. Like there's a reason Prague was in charge of taking over a European soccer team and running the negotiation. Like this is what he does, and I, I think. That they're probably going back and forth over an insane amount of money, but like I, I don't, you know, some of times you just like they're way far off. That's what I saw in Chris Jones because I bet the Chiefs are like, this is his third contract. He wants a hundred million dollars. It's like it, it, you have to think like, should we trade him? Like th- they know this guy's going nowhere, but it's like, could we get him for one hundred and nine? And he's like, could we sign for one hundred twenty eight? And so that's that's what I would imagine is going on right now. Plus, the other thing is. I would say his training camp, just because like he hasn't been paid the last couple training camps, so he wasn't doing as much. I don't know if much will change
3: once he has any Like, do you expect him like, oh, Nick's taking every rep now. Like, it's
4: not really his
3: deal. No, I the Niners are funny from a practice standpoint. It's funny you say that because, like, I was watching them today thinking, you don't ever really see their full group out there together in any practice. Feels like, right?
4: Well, they have too many elite players. You can't risk them all hitting each other.
3: Yeah, it's like it's never like there's Trent and McCaffrey and Bosa and Armstead and Fred Warner and you you, you do see Ayuk, Debo, Kittle out there together, but like you're not going to see them with McCaffrey and Trent Williams. Like McCaffrey did no team drills, no team drills. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's immediately And so I'm with you. Like, I don't think the Bosa thing changes at all. Bosa's attendance will be the same during a holdout as it is after he – like, when he's in year two of the biggest contract for a non-quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, I
4: I think Bosa gets the treatment of 35-year-old Trent Williams. Like, we ain't proven anything. Like, he's that good. And and I think some people – like, Brandon Ayuk, whether he's on the 49ers for the next eight years or not, like, wherever he goes, wherever you go to his practice – like right now in training camp or in the middle of tra- like he's going to be running routes like it's a game. But that's kind of the position he plays. He's not going to really get hit. He's just working on his craft, right? Where it's like and I think Fred I is big on like the timing, the run fits. You know, he can kind of control, you know, he's not hitting people like a rocket ship in training camp like he might in a game, but I think he does use it to get the timing and you know, he's a tackling machine. Yeah. Well, like Trent and Bosa it's just like, you know, I'm just Let's ease into this, and I'll be ready to go. Fuck yeah, Trent. The Trent,
3: my like the extent of Trent works. Trent's work, John, might be two days of practice against, um, uh, uh, Mad Max. Right, two days against the Raiders. Go hard against Max, and that's kind I of would, the most practice. And he wouldn't you even like I, maybe I, I would imagine he
4: One doesn't practices. But even that, like the reps are kind of like a specific set of couple reps, and then I mean he's thirty five years old. Like when you think yeah. about the core guys. They're all kind of twenty-five to thirty. Like he's dramatically older than the rest of the guys on the squad. When you, when you really think about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, I mean, what's it, Kittle? Kittle's the probably one of the older guys. He's 28, 29 years old. What's Fred? 27. Hargrave comes what's in. What's like Debo? Twenty-six.
3: One of the older guys at thirty. I forgot about 30. him, but he's thirty. He's one of the older. But he, guys. He, he. I would say
4: he would fall into that category too. Like you signed him because you know what he's bringing. You yeah. just kind of ask him, like, "Hey, what do you need to get ready?" That's where the team's kind of unique. Like, I bet if we went to Jags practice, right, or some of these other teams, the Raiders are a good example. There's no, besides, like, Devontae, everyone else, like, you better prove what the fuck you got here. And that's that's probably over half the NFL. I bet if you went to Eagles practice, it's like kind of hit or miss depending on who you are, right? I don't need what's A.J. Brown and Jason Kelsey. And I'm, I'm a big believer in the McVay thing of, like, once I get such an elite guy – and I think Kyle's good at it. I think it's a very modern way of doing it. You know, Parcells and Belichick, historically, they they weren't part of that. But that was a different football they grew up on, and the money was
2: dramatically different,
3: right? Yeah. Yep. Parcells also probably one of a kind.
2: Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off
4: But I but I would imagine, like, if you went to Walsh practices, it would look a little different than Kyle's, right, just in terms
3: of... Yeah, I mean, work. Kyle doesn't Kyle's even guy. maximize. You're allowed to go four days on, one day off. Kyle goes three days on, one day off.
4: But don't you think that speaks to his veteran team also? Like, would he do that in year one? Probably not. You mean, like, if he just took over? I'm just saying if he just took over chip Kelly's shitty 49ers like he did in seventeen in two thousand twenty three the equivalent of what he was taking over, and everyone knew like this probably going to be a long season, yeah, I think he would go pedal to the medal, you know, we'll just find out what we got, right yep, yep, which is usually the way it works in football when you take over a team, especially like when a guy got fired for being shitty, you just you're aggressive that first year, you kind of weed everyone out
2: like it's in, part in of their
3: own mind. I mean, they always talk, right, they have a type of guy. And part of their type is, like, guys that we can trust. Guys that we don't have to beat up because they know what is expected of them.
4: Yeah, I I think they fall under with the Eagles of no one questions the toughness of the guys. You know, and I think part of training camp is always, like, establishing toughness and establishing your identity. Like I think we kind of know the identity of like the top. I, I don't even argue like the, I would put the chiefs under that. I would say that there'd be a team like the bills who just like got something's missing that you might need to kind of push a little harder. You could probably even put the Bengals. Like it's like, yeah, we've proven we're fucking ready to roll. Yeah. <laughs> you
3: know? Well, I mean also like where are the, where are the competitions in this? Like there's no, there's not really that many starter combat. Drake Jackson or Cleveland Furl for one of the pass rusher spots.
4: Yeah. You know, I was talking to Gottlieb about this the other day. I, I think the competition in the NFL is kind of a dying thing. I, I'm not saying like positions here and really shitty teams, but for the when we were kids, it was like 17 teams in the NFL don't know who their quarterback is, right? And then like half the team was up for battle just because the economics of it kind of changed. <laughs> like, I bet if you went or just we looked at the top, let's just say the playoff mix teams like 15 16 teams how many true like open jobs are there there probably wouldn't be as many as i just think we're all guilty of casually kind of talking about like p- training camps yeah there are a lot of open jobs in the nfl on special teams like the last 47 to 53 spots but for the most part Maybe an offensive lineman or defensive lineman position. Maybe a backup rotational
3: defensive line. But even but I, then, I think the good teams like you kind of know. Even then, what does Cleveland Furl or Drake Jackson being the starter even mean? I think well, D line it does anything. anything. Yeah, and then D line the Niners rotated guards last year. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, really, how many spots open on the 49ers? Like, tr- if if like Kyle and John were dead honest. They'd be like, yeah, there's probably two or three swing
3: guys. I mean, if they had to make their roster today, how different would it be from the one they'll make in three weeks? Not very.
4: I would say they would be close to 95% dead on right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean. And obviously, an injury can happen that can change shit, but non like an injury replacement, just who you view as your two, too deep. Right. I think it's pretty clear. And that's what. I think the same would be said for most of the really good teams, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Niners, the Chiefs. That doesn't mean that over the next month, a guy can't really ascend. Purdy did last year and Isaiah Pacheco, like it it happens, but that's one guy. I, I think the way we talk about football, like if you and me went to a college camp, I think that's where it's dramatically different. Right. Because young guys can take huge leaps. A freshman to a sophomore year, it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's good. Like, you go to like USC's practice, they might have a pretty good feel. And then by the end of camp, they're like, we got four guys that we didn't think we we're going to play. They're ready to roll. Yeah. But I don't think that happened. Like Danny Gray was already on the team. So even if he does take a – like he was already kind of dressing in games. Right. So he might take a, you might get guys that are in pads taking a bigger role, but that doesn't actually change a spot.
3: Right, like Ty yeah, Davis like, Price was on the team. Also, McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. Then you know, so your two deeps already set. Right, but even, but I'd even push back on that. Like
4: I've seen, I saw Barros wrote, like, is Elijah Mitchell locked in it too? Like I like the player a lot, but it's like the least dependable guy on the team right now. Or if he's
3: healthy, I think he is. Big I did if. not make him your number two. Yeah, big if. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, if he's not healthy, then that takes care of itself. But if he's healthy, he's got to be the number two.
4: But, but that's one of those, like, that's what I'm saying about Ty Davis Price. LSU guy, maybe took him a year. What if by the time the pads come on, the preseason games are like, fuck, this guy's dramatically better. I'm just using that as an
3: example. Yeah, well, I think he's a good you example because he made a really nice play today. You know, I, I was thinking somebody asked a question. Anthony said, how was Trey's body language? Did he look like the game has slowed down? Can he manipulate defenders with his eyes? I think the best way to describe Trey today was he looked really decisive and he made a really good throw to Ty Davis Price uh, coming out of the backfield, which is, you know, an easy throw because no one was on him. But it just, it was not his first read and it was a very good throw and Ty Davis Price looked fast. And you just realize, like, a lot of big plays in the NFL and a lot of big plays on the 49ers come on throws around and behind the line of scrimmage. Jimmy Garoppolo was, in his time, was 10th in the league last year and throws behind the line of scrimmage. Aaron Rodgers led the NFL and throws behind the line of scrimmage. What's the Mahomes stat? His average yard, air yards on touchdown passes was four yards last year. So, you know, I used
4: to, I think, I think think Herbert's was pretty low last year. That's why everyone was talking shit about the OC. Well, they fired the OC. (laughs) Not why? No, but I'm saying his air yards were not very high.
3: Interesting. Josh Allen's was really high, but Brady's was low. Uh, They weren't good. Um, But, uh, but, like, that's what a lot of guys are used to. Like, if you go look at the top college quarterbacks, the top 25 quarterbacks by yardage last year, half of them were also the top quarterbacks in percentage of their throws behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, Bo Nix at Oregon was 25% of his throws were behind the line of scrimmage. Like, this is this is just a way to – what is every offensive coordinator in our football, you and I, since we've been working in and around football, said? We've got to get our playmakers in position to make plays. Like, that's – get these guys in space, and they've got the players for it.
4: But I'd also say, like, that's the evolution of the game, right? I mean, when you go to college, like when we were at around Fresno State and you would play, let's use Hawaii, or some of the true spread teams that we weren't around as many as maybe like in the Big 12, but like they would run quick passing game. And Mike Leach always said, you were around him a lot, that is our running game, right? Yeah, and that's, replacement. I, would, I would say, has come into the NFL. Now Kyle still runs – a quote unquote kind of old school NFL offense, but he does run a shitload of quick screens to his wide
3: receivers. I wonder and if so. more with with you know with the change at right tackle. Better pass blocker than run blocker. I, I just I just think part of
4: his when you have the players that you have that are great after the catch, get them the ball as easily as possible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's much easier to make a layup than it is a three point shot.
3: Let me tell uh, Jake Moody, John, he gets the uh, Brock Purdy treatment. He did not kick today. He'll kick tomorrow. No, he and I think what the way it's going to work is he and Zane Gonzalez will split and then he'll get Thursday. I have not replied to Greg Papa who texted me today. How did Zane look?
4: (laughs) My timeline might be a little off on this one. Okay. But when Robbie Gold didn't he announce through Schefter? Like, I will not be re with the 49ers, like in March. Wasn't that yeah. his announcement?
3: So, yeah, something like that, yeah.
4: Some, something in that vein, right? It was not like, hey, mutually departing, or they want to go. It was like, Robbie, like, I'm out of here. I, I I vividly remember that. Then they draft a kicker high. I saw at the American Century, you know, Mayoko's talking to from Alex to Steve to Robbie. He's playing the hits. And Robbie said that it turned out, that the 49ers didn't want him back. It's like, Robbie, you tried to control the narrative, say, screw you guys, I'm going to go to greener pastures. <laughs> and then you realize, like, oh, I don't have any options. And then they draft a kicker. It's like, well, no, Robbie, you can't change your story. You you used Adam or whoever to let them know that I'm fucking out of here. Right?
3: Time to play hardball. Uh, you try to play tough. And sometimes
4: you play hardball, they just pivoted. <laughs> And then you draft the highest kicker, Robbie. I, I think it was a little kicking, kicking the balls. And it's not like the, the the one thing about that divorce, right? Kyle goes above and beyond every time. Like he he's adamant how good Robbie was. It's just it is an economics game. Like I right. can't pay a kicker forever, five six million dollars, no matter how automatic you are. When I have a team full of, I mean, they're about to have what's supposed to gonna make a year thirty. I mean,
3: it's yeah, I, I think it's going to be – you said 109 guaranteed. Joey got 102 two years ago.
4: No, I'm saying the Niners are coming in at 109, where oh, Nick's okay. coming in at like 130, and they're yeah. going to meet at maybe
3: 118. I, I, so if he's getting 118, then his total is going to be like 160, right?
4: Yeah, well, he's what on his fifth-year the- option. What, yeah. what year is he in right now? Uh, year he f- finishes four. Yeah, year four. Or year five. So he's go he's going into year five. So, yeah, yeah I think it's going to be a lot. I, I don't know. I, I mean, what's the highest paid non? I think Aaron Donald's around 30. Tyreek Hill's around yeah, so 30.
3: K- Khalil signed in 18, six years, but 141. Joey signed for 135 in 2020. Well, Nick is better than him, and it's three years later. So Yeah, and
4: remember Don- Donald and... Uh, and Khalil all those years ago, those remember the guarantee was like 87 for Khalil and 90 for Donald. I mean it was high. Yeah. So that's that's six almost five years ago, right?
3: Yep. I think Joe, like was, the, I think Nick's looking at like 160.
4: The Giants just extended their left tackle, who they drafted really high, Andrew Thomas. He got five for almost one twenty and you know, close to seventy. What a, that's slap a in the face. I think that's a pretty good deal. I'm sorry, what was the guarantee? 67. Yeah, that is a pretty good deal. Like, if you get a legit starting left tackle for 67 guaranteed, now well, I guess the 49ers got Trent for 60, right? But he was older.
3: Uh, Yeah, he was a true free agent, though.
4: Shorter deal.
3: I mean, the problem, that, that, maybe that did-, did it hurt the market that the competition was the Chiefs? Like, did he did he not want to go play for a team that had just the most cap space? Yeah, Pretty he wasn't just more. gonna go. He wasn't just gonna go to anybody. Uh, you know, it's gonna be uh, better than Max Crosby money. <laughs> Fifty-three million guaranteed, John. Listen, I, uh, I, I heard Crosby should have been on the call with the running backs. I think.
4: I, I was hearing. I listened to Shiel Capadia. He's like yeah. a kind of nerdy football guy who's awesome. Knows shit with Rossillo They were ranking their top five at every position. Everyone was just at it like Max Crosby, no brainer. If you, I mean, if you're a top five pass rusher, I don't care that you didn't have fifth year options. And it's like the going rate's the going rate. I, I don't get. Devontae went like, "Oh, I know the Raiders don't have any money. I'll take less." Is that how it worked out, or did
3: Devontae he's going to get no, less in total value than Bosa's going to get in guarantees by twenty million? I, I, is Max Crosby? He was the all. Problem- he was ahead of Bosa two years ago on the All Pro list on the second
4: team. Was there a better deal in the league right now than Max Crosby? Just given you get a, one of the best pass Brock rushers. For- no, I'm I'm saying that he signed an extension, right? Non like quote unquote rookie contract.
3: Uh, I mean, yeah, I could Kittle. But yeah, I mean, but
4: tight ends in general don't make that much. But I, I bet you know what? here one thing. One pushback I'll have, like the running backs. John, all those guys on average are making like eleven million. Kittle does make fifteen
3: million. Well, Kittle's know, Kittle cap it this year is eighteen million, third biggest on the team. Yeah. Now, now Kittle's not funky. cheap. The next this year it's twelve for Crosby. Next year it's going to be twenty four for Crosby. So next year Crosby, when his number starts going up, is going to have a twenty four million dollar cap it, which is six million dollars more than George Kittle, who plays a position perennially underpaid on a contract that several that's what two years older. Yeah. Got to give Mayock credit. That's a good pick. Was a good pick. Uh, all right, here we go. $40, George. $19.99 American. Okay, That'll get you on the screen. <laughs> you guys do a great show. But go a little easier on my boy, Trey. John. White House look good. This feels like it should be our year, despite more concerns uh, for proven O-line and D-line depth than last year. Hashtag faithful. Come yell at John for 20 bucks. That's a good, uh, yeah, I, I good just, model.
4: When Sims is saying it, I, I know Kyle somewhere saying it. Yeah,
3: you might be right. I just at some point, I just can't like I gotta see I gotta see Sam Donald look better than Trey Lance in games. And maybe he will, but I've got major concerns about it. I also have concern their secondary actually at corner. Depth at that position's hurt them before. O-line, it is gonna it's be just, what it is gonna be.
4: I, I'd say most teams, like how many teams have I've always said this like two
3: good corners. Let alone four. Yeah, I mean, I mean the they, question, had, they, they get they got enough been, bodies. The Amador Lenore definitely a good corner. I think but if he played like he did last year. And, yeah, and, yeah, I agree. They got Carveris is still great. alive, right? Was he out there today? Uh yeah, Mooney. Oh, Mooney made a great play on Debo. They went head. Mooney practice, sneaky practice, not sneaky, but practice hard, made a great play on Debo. Uh Hufunga, Gibson, they use a third rounder on a safety. Jair Brown. So Daryl Luther. You, they actually do have a professional, in theory, secondary. I, I think when
4: their mindset with Hargrave is get the version of what they got in Ward, right? Sign from a sweet team, high-level guy, proven mm-hmm. it, free agent, plug-and-play, right? The just yep. winning culture, knows how to win, knows big games, boom, boom. Yep. You just you just do it. Because yeah. Ward, I, I would say, no, i like, use check that first, and Robbie, that first kind of group of signings. Trent doesn't really count because he rigged the deal to come to the 49ers. That was an elite free agency signing. When you factor in how desperate they were for the position, signed him to a lot of money, and he was just immediately really good. Like, that's just Hargrave. I think they are just looking the same thing. Right. I, I don't, they and don't the even need all him. pro. Can you just be like a fringe Pro
3: Bowl guy, give me double-digit sacks, and be a really high-end player? I'm good. Yeah. He doesn't even have to be the best guy on your defensive line. No. He's going to be the third and he's going to be the third highest paid guy in the D-line so that tells you.
4: Make Armstead better. Cuz Armstead yeah. I would say had a in, no fault of his own like he's a guy that needs some help. Yeah. But he's not, he can't just but when you when he can be the third best guy in your D-line, you're in great shape. 10 sacks. For Armstead or Hargrave?
3: Well, I mean, yeah, like Arm that's what Armstead is. Like when he gets to play 17 games as like the third best guy, he gets that's what he did in 19. Yeah. Um who th- Maurice says, Who threw the ball to Ayuk on that great catch? Give Trey is due. Look, my theme today has been give Trey is due. That was not a good throw. <laughs> but it was a great catch. It was uh, if you want to do like uh like sometimes I like to putt, John, I don't try to make the putt, I just try to get it within five feet. Yeah, that was that throw. Um Deomedore Lenore had back to back or almost back-to-back plays where Juwan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk made incredible catches on top of him, like really good catches on top of him. What was your what what's your record projection? Uh, projection leaving day one. My record project. I mean, uh, how, well, if if day one matters, no Bosa, no McCaffrey, no Moody, no Purdy. No, you know though, those boys
4: are coming back. You know,
3: just yeah, uh, they're good. They're a good team. I mean, they're really good. Like they should win that group of guys it's hard with the quarterback thing it makes it so crazy. But when you see that group of players, like they should go win 13 games, 12 yeah. or 12. Thir- like they should go win that many games. Um, let me see. I mean, I'm anything, gonna... I, when you
4: say anything and even in 17 games, you win 12 plus games like that's a fantastic season yeah and even 11 is good enough this year in the nfc to be 11 more than good enough but i when you have 12 plus like you've had a really impactful season yeah right because you have won clearly a couple probably fringe games didn't go your way when you're good you blow some teams out like it's kind of a muscle flex season
3: I look at their schedule like they play teams that'll be impressive right if you beat the Bengals, if you beat the jags you beat the cowboys you beat the rams you beat the steelers uh, you beat the Yeah, I would say you North. just start 1 0, a road game in Pittsburgh. Yep. <laughs> That's an impressive just start to the season. Uh, let me rattle off just a couple other notes that I didn't get to here on the old board, <laughs> John. Uh, uh, bu- 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 anything I missed? Debo, Darnold. Uh, hit Debo, nice throw. Oh, people are, this is one thing people are saying. I saw a few, I heard somebody say Jordan Mason had a drop today. He did, but it was not a very good throw. It was a little behind him from Sam Darnold um small not, target not yeah I mean, he may not have great hands uh um Danny Gray had another nice catch coming across the field to the sideline far side all the defensive guys were going incomplete complete complete but it was a good catch whether he got the toes in or not i'm not sure but um, it was a good catch um Isaiah Winstead undrafted rookie at East Carolina i'll tell you one thing he just kind of looks like if you're looking for the next Jennings Big 6'4", 213, had a nice catch over the middle today. Uh, Cameron Latu, our boy from Alabama, third-round pick. Um, Made, like, a sideline throw with a bigger DB right on him and just kind of threw him down and got a couple more yards. So it was an impressive, like, one thing I was curious to see with that guy, went to Alabama, does he look like he's ready to be NFL strong this year? I don't know, but that was a nice play. Um. Yeah, I think that might have been – that's kind of the headlines. Uh, yeah. There we go.
4: Well, He was drafted, but Samuel Womack last year came back, right? I mean, just yeah, kind of wearing, established himself.
3: Yeah. Uh, I looked zero. this morning at PFF, John. He gave up 17 receptions on 23 targets last year, which is not good. Samuel? Yeah.
4: A lot of hype, though. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just don't know. They, Isaiah Oliver's big. They brought him in to play nickel. And then, you know, they got the guy. Apparently, they like listen to him talk about uh, Daryl Luter. Um, but he's not practicing yet because he's hyperextended his knee.
4: Doing what? Uh, I think it was from last year. That's not promising.
3: Last year, off season. Not sure.
4: <laughs> I, I would say n- n- nothing is worse. I, the worst thing I've seen this so far is... Naheem yeah. Hines on oh. a jet ski, and someone hit him, and it ruptured his Achilles. Like, can like, you imagine the feeling of getting crushed and just knowing,
3: like, I'm fucked. By the and way, it's non-football; you don't get paid. You don't get paid. If he was the one acting recklessly, I wouldn't feel as bad, right? If he was doing some stupid shit, but he's just sitting there. And then three, how is it that he pops his Achilles, getting hit? Like, didn't break a bone? Didn't di- pops an Achilles, which is a sports injury just sitting on a see You
4: could argue that if you were an NFL player, especially a guy like Naheem Hines, and it's, it's like every year could be my last, right? Every single year. I know you're probably not thinking that once you kind of get in it. Like George Kittle doesn't think that way. A lot of guys probably that are establishment. But if I'm him, it's like, God, I'm holding on. Would you do anything even remotely dangerously? No. Like the, you just... Like bro, four million dollars. They do not pay that in the real world. There's just not a job like that. You like it would take you so long to ever sniff that money. It could just be like his career could just be over now. Right? right. <laughs> I mean, because he j- was an explosive guy.
3: Fucked. Yeah, you're right. If he'd had broken his arm doing that, like, okay, that sucks, but. You're going to be the same guy when you return. Can you imagine It's like me on the other jet ski? Like
4: just this fat, like middle-aged guy. Like, Hey man, are you okay? Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. You just fucking ruined my career. <laughs> I'm not, I don't sell insurance. Uh, I'm the third down back for the bills.
3: Yeah. What I'm if I'm going
4: to win the Super Bowl. Is that I'm I going ball in the playoffs. Like, is, the the that.
3: Guy that, is the guy that hit him also out four months, but he's like, he's
2: all good. I can work from home. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'll just, you'll uh, see me on zoom. Medical
3: sales. Comment. Kyle said in the interviews with Kawakami that proves that he's still up in the air on the quarterback, but these dudes won't report on that. I listened to that interview. You listened to that interview. My favorite part was Kyle admitting that he started thinking about are we going to have to sign Philip Rivers to play quarterback in the Super Bowl during the NFC Championship game? Uh, <laughs> that was reported last year. Remember, once Jimmy went down, that they That's had right. reached out to Philip? Yes, yes. Uh, I think he was on their mind. I did not get that impression from listening to Kyle that quarterback starting quarterback is up in the air if Brock is healthy. Did you get that impression? I'm not sure what he heard. That I mean, did you
4: hear the way he talked about Brock Purdy to Tim Kalakami? That's what I took away. Like, I was expecting because he kind of said that to Mayoko trying to establish like training camp, like positions, blah blah. The way he talked about him was like, uh, like blown away by how good he was he actually mentioned that it even got better in the off season when you kind of take a step back and just watch the tape did you hear that part yeah He was like it, it it actually aged better and it was awesome in real time and the other thing that he mentioned that i i know they talked about it a little bit after the game remember how all the teammates were saying like how gutty of a performance it was by purdy in that thursday night game yeah he really hammered it home. Like, I didn't even know if he was going to be able to go. What he did improved. Once Kyle starts talking about Purdy, you're like, God, he loves this guy. You know, it's like, is this how he talked about Cousins 10 years ago? He, you, you can't fake the way he discusses them. You just can't. Like, I've heard him talk about players long enough. He's just listen to him talk about Brock Purdy and tell me this is fucking
3: all. It's They're all starting from the same spot. You know the he's even said
4: like Purdy's the starting
3: quarterback. What what are we talking about? Well, he's taking all the. the, He was asked when Brock's healthy, is he getting all the reps? Who's the number one quarterback? He said him. (laughs) Also, don't you feel like when Kyle talks about Brock, he talks about Brock as as if his capabilities, his like physical capabilities, are actually greater than the way we kind of talk about what his physical capabilities are? It feels like Kyle actually thinks that Brock has a higher talent ceiling than the way we generally talk about Brock. That stands out to me when Kyle talks about him. Like he well, does he was talk a, about him like he's just a smart tryhard. Because well, he's not. Like when
4: you watched him play last year, his athletic ability really shined through, right? His ability yeah. to keep plays alive
3: with his legs. Not a runner. But he thinks but he can I mean, like he, throw. I mean, he sh- we saw the play call. He thinks he can throw the ball down the field, like all that kind of stuff. So well, he can. <laughs> he thinks he can slice. Like he thinks he can slice and dice. That's what Kyle thinks. <laughs> yeah. Which I, it's gonna, I'm not 100% convinced that he can just slice and dice for 10 years, but we'll see. Well, I would, say, I would say this, regardless how good their team is, if Purdy's their full-time
4: starter and is able to stay on the field for 17 games and they can win, you could even say 11, but if they win 12 or 13 with Mr. Relevant at quarterback, it, it truly, like in the history of the league, is a pretty crazy accomplishment. In a league that is all about the Herberts, the Mahomes, I mean, you see the price points of these guys, right? I mean, the Chargers fucking feel great about that contract, right? It's a no-brainer. Burrow's going to get more. Feel great about it. The Eagles feel great about their contract. You get Mr. Irrelevant. It's one thing to just find a decent quarterback, right? This guy can be like a fringe backup. Like, what's his name from Washington State was viewed as like, ah, that's a pretty good find. You know, he's actually better player than people thought. To have like a legit starting quarterback? like that's Wait, the what's one his thing name from about-
3: Washington State? Who are you talking about?
4: Well, what was the guy's name with the not Baker? Oh, Mitchell, Minshew, Gardner Minshew, yeah, yeah, Minshew. You know, it's like he had a moment, and it's like he's going to stay in the league for a little bit, but he's not. He's not at least viewed as good. Like Purdy's viewed as like they think they can win, go compete to win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. If, if that is actually true, that's insane, and it's an incredible organizational accomplishment. It is an incredible accomplishment by Purdy. Now he was not some crazy trans like he's a four-year starter at a power five program that was constantly ranked in the top 15 like when you actually put his college program in a vacuum it's not as crazy as it sounds but like once he's drafted it is i
3: feel like it kind of even is like what number quarterback was he in the draft
4: yeah i no i'm just saying i'm saying you go pre-draft to just his college experience and how successful he was yeah Like because you would go, well, there have been multiple times all Big 12 quarterbacks that were the number one overall draft pick, right? The Bradfords, the Bakers, the Kyle, like in that conference, if you have a lot of success at quarter, Texas, right? At that Oklahoma State has had guys that get drafted really high. So you just say, hey, leading touchdown guy in the conference, wins a bunch, all Big 12, like the the top quarterback in the conference. But then you go, hey, short, at Iowa, Iowa State, not Oklahoma, Texas, or Oklahoma State. First Purdy, you know, start- now
3: Brian Harmon? yeah it's our time yes it really is uh all right good work everybody
1: anything else cheers later save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon